Welcome to another special edition of the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Kate Calusiestes, one of the pastors on staff. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open and affirming congregation. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our messages, we hope that you will find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your journey of faith. We invite you to listen with us now. So much about this service is doing the preaching for me that my remarks will be fairly brief. It's said that the Bible's first baptismal image is the first three verses of the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light. God the Spirit hovers over the waters as God the Creator begins the work of bringing life out of emptiness. That, friends, is baptism. The Holy Spirit active in our watery initiation into the abundant life that God creates and calls us to share. And in the passage that Rena just read for us, that Genesis activity is what God revisits in response to Job's demand for explanation. Job has suffered comprehensive, tragic loss, and he wants to know why. None of us has known the extreme suffering recounted in the story of Job, but all of us are familiar with suffering and may well have cried out to God demanding some sort of answer to the age-old question, why do bad things happen to good people? I dare say that, like Job, none of us has ever been handed a tidy answer to that. Nevertheless, like Job, we can experience God's presence, because that's what astonishes me in the passage Rena read. God may not give Job an explanation, but God gives Job God's presence. God who created the heavens and the earth, God who created light and life, God shows up. This is the God who enters into covenant with us, the God who calls us and claims us, the God into whose life we are baptized, into whose mission we are ordained. As Job is reminded, God is inexpressibly beyond us and nonetheless willing to be with us. And the ultimate expression of that divine willingness to engage with humanity is Emmanuel, Jesus Christ. So listen now to today's second scripture reading, another look at God who, though infinitely beyond us, is compassionately with us bringing order out of our fearful chaos and inviting us to live with ever-deepening faith. This is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, beginning with verse 35. On that day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them, just as he was there in the boat. Other boats were with them. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion, and the disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus woke up 
and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, be quiet, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Don't you have faith yet? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? This too is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Some six centuries after the book of Job was composed, the Gospel of Mark is written during wartime. The Roman Empire is besieging Jerusalem, well on its way to destroying the city and the temple within it. Many Jews are scanning the horizon for a Messiah who will enter human history by militarily annihilating Rome. Mark, by contrast, reminds his beleaguered band of Christians that the Messiah has already entered human history in the person of Jesus Christ. Urging his little community to greater faith, Mark tells this storm story to assure them that the one who could rescue drowning disciples a few decades earlier is also with them in whatever peril they face. That's part of God's baptismal promise, and it extends to us as well. In Mark's story, Jesus has been teaching all day. The crowd gathered to hear him is so large that he climbed into a boat just to be visible. Evening approaches, and he tells the disciples that it's time to go. Now, several of them have made their living fishing these very waters. They know how to handle a boat. This is no big deal. They push off and head out. Jesus lies down for a rest. As apparently can really truly happen on the Sea of Galilee, a storm comes up out of nowhere, the wind whipping up huge waves that crash over the boat. The text says that the boat is already being swamped. So you know the disciples tried everything, trimming the sails, bailing the water, anything to defend against the storm because if they fail, they die. So when they cry out to Jesus, it is in genuine desperation. Don't you care that we are perishing? And Jesus responds. Jesus brings order out of that chaos. It recalls God back in the Job text declaring, here shall your proud waves be stopped. And Jesus' power isn't limited to storm stopping. Jesus' power includes his ability to understand us. He was, after all, willing to be born as one of us. So Jesus does not ridicule his frantic friends in that battered boat. He doesn't tell them there's nothing to fear. He knows that sea storms, like life's other storms, present a real threat. Jesus doesn't dismiss the disciples' fear, but he urges them to greater faith. That, too, is part of God's baptismal promise that extends to us. We are loved in all our weakness and offered greater strength, accepted in all our brokenness and healed by God's grace. Especially as this season 
of the congregation, of this congregation's pastoral transition unfolds during a pandemic, for crying out loud, we may feel some chaos. We may struggle to balance fear with faith. And we are all invited to rely on God's baptismal promises, which we're about to claim for Cameron and Wyatt. Church, in our baptism, we are called by the God who shows up. We are called by the God who is with us even when all we can say is, don't you care that we are perishing? We are called by the God who recognizes that our fears are not foolish, but our faith can be stronger. We are called by the God who not only creates heaven and earth, but also rules forever in heaven and on earth. This is the God whose presence will sustain Heather in ordination, the God whose grace is active in the waters that will anoint Wyatt and Cameron. In fact, baptism is our ordination into the priesthood of all believers. As our denomination puts it, in baptism, each Christian is called to ministry in Christ's name. We are all invited to be with the God who chooses to be with us. So I cannot close without saying as plainly as I can, if you are among the many people who have not yet been baptized and you feel a call to that gracious covenant, please just contact Kate or me. Baptism isn't just some sweet little ceremony. It is our way of life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, baptism initiates our vocation as children of God. So we live in the grateful knowledge that we are called and claimed by God who is infinitely beyond us and yet compassionately with us, bringing order out of every chaos and inviting us to live with ever-deepening faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. And please visit our website, covpresatl.org, for more information as well as our full archive of recorded services to learn more about us and to get in touch with us. We wish you well in these times of upheaval. Grace and peace to you.